I'm Jack West, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. Today, I'm speaking with Editor-in-Chief Eduardo Medina about 160 Ross, an apartment complex off-campus that will be housing students who choose to live in university housing. He'll tell us why the university's housing students in their next semester, and why some residents of 160 Ross are confused about the prospect of living with students who are affiliated with university housing. That's all coming up. We'll be right back with Eduardo Medina. Hey, this is Jack West, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just want to remind everyone that if you'd like to support Sweet 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com and click on the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 125 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here in Auburn. Once again, that's theplainsman.com and click on the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. So, Eduardo Medina. Hello, Jack West. It's not often that you're on that side of the interview, is it? Uh, no, not really. Not, yeah, a couple of times, but not, 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 not very often. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. So, we're here to talk about 160 Ross, which yes. is uh, an apartment complex that was in the news recently. Yes. So, how did we first hear about this story uh, at the Plainsman? Yeah, that's a good place to start. I have a friend who is uh, connected to university housing, and this person had heard that the university was looking into possibly using 160 Ross as on-campus housing, which sound, sounded strange to me, and I thought it was worth looking into. And so Evan Melans, the assistant community editor for The Plainsman, and I, we started digging into it, and we uh, you know, started poking around and asking university people, and then they wouldn't respond, so then we just started asking <laughs> uh, students who live at 160. Mm-hmm. But the big breakthrough came when we... Got an email. A resident of 160 was kind enough to hand over an email that kind of outrightly said, 160 Ross is partnering with Auburn University to house students uh, in the fall 2020. In that email, they kind of talked about uh, how there was no more room in 160 Ross for anyone who hadn't re-signed their lease. Mm -hmm. So it said half of the building is going to be designated for university housing. The other half is going to be for regular, normal off-campus residents. And once we got that email, then it was just a matter of getting all the info confirmed with the university and speaking to students to see how th- what they felt about it. So you mentioned this thing called a master lease, which yes. the university is signing with 160. Yes. Can you talk about how that will work and what that is? Yeah, sure. So it's termed a master lease in that email. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think the university has used that word as official title of this partnership, this deal. Mm-hmm. But basically the way it's going to work is uh, Auburn leased around 320 beds in 160 Ross, which is half. 160 Ross has 640 beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the university got half of them. It's still not clear if it's going to be exactly like this half is 160, this half is the university. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be more like zonal. Hmm. That makes sense. You know, it, the, the way it works is is uh, there's going to be, in 160 Ross, they use community assistance, mm-hmm. CAs, university dorms use residential assistance. But anyways, uh, you know, so there will be some form of RAs in, in 160 Ross for mm-hmm. those on-campus students. Something the university is doing is providing a direct uh, bus route for transits right, uh, to make it more convenient. And something else that the university is doing that we just confirmed today, uh, today is Friday, uh, February, what is it, 7th? When we spoke to students at 160 Ross, a lot of them were concerned because they were saying, well, we don't want to live next to freshmen. Right. 
because, you know, nothing against freshmen students, but they said that, you know, when you're a freshman, you do stuff that you wouldn't do right. during your later years. You know, you party, some party excessively is what they said exactly. and stuff like that. And so they were concerned about living with freshmen in this off-campus mm-hmm. apartment complex that's normally not filled with freshmen. Right. And what we learned today in a board trustees meeting, Dr. Woodard told the Plainsman that... Uh, and I don't doc- know, real quick, Dr. Woodard is... Dr. Woodard is the senior vice president for student affairs. And I don't know why I said told the Plainsman. He told me. <laughs> he told me that out of those 320 spaces, around 250 of them are going to be upperclassmen. Okay. And that's as of... Friday morning, as of today. Okay. And so it looks like that concern for a lot of residents in 160 Ross is kind of quieted or will quiet after learning about this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so it's going to be mostly comprised of upperclassmen. A lot of students are still cons- not concerned or confused because freshmen coming in or, or, or just upperclassmen who want to live on campus, they're going to live in 160 Ross, which right. is not on campus. And that has caused some confusion with with some students. Do we know if incoming students specifically, mm-hmm. um, when they're signing up for housing, mm-hmm. do we know if they're aware that they're going to be living at 160 or do they think they're going to be living in one of the traditional dorms? Yeah, so students who, who sign up for on-campus housing, the upperclassmen, one, the upperclassmen specifically know that 160 Ross is now an option. It's up on the website now, the university's website. Mm-hmm. You know, they know that... 160 Ross is just now going to be another option. And they know that there's not infinite spaces on campus, mm-hmm. you know, the traditional on campus. Right. And so a lot of them are being, you know, I, I can't say if they're being forced or if they're choosing to live 160, but I think a, a lot of them know that 160 is now an option. But, um, but yeah. We Interesting. Yeah. So um, all that being said, I yes. think one of the questions remaining is, why are they doing this? There's Why? always rumors that they're, you know, going to be tearing down some traditional dorm. Um, and I think a lot of people jump to that. But has our reporting said anything yeah. about that? Jack, was that is a great question and one I forgot to ask until uh, deadline day on Wednesday. Really? <laughs> yeah. So the why is related to the hill. The hill is a dorm here on campus that mm-hmm. I think it's factual and accurate to say that a lot of students are not fans of. You know, it's a pretty old building. I think it was built in the 1960s, a lot of them. Some they're, of them were remodeled in the 90s, I want to yeah, say. They're pretty old. But they're pretty old. And um, it's pretty obvious the university has stated this uh, themselves that they want to get rid of the hill. Mm-hmm. They want to have new dorms. They want to make sure students live somewhere else. The goal, Dr. Woodard said, is to completely tear down the hill by 2025 or 2026. Wow. And so... Through this 160 Ross partnership deal, whatever they're calling it, Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be able to put students who would want to live on campus in the one in 160 Mm -hmm. while they find out what they're going to do with the hill. I mean, they know what they're going to do; they're going to tear it down. Mm -hmm. But while while they're in the process of doing that, um, and you know, you'll you you might ask, well, if they're going to tear down the hill, that means, but you know, obviously they need more dorms, right? Mm -hmm. And so they are planning to build more dorms. I think one. Um, they talked about today, Board of Trustees was building a new one near the quad. Mm-hmm. But that the, the Y is related to the hill. Mm-hmm. But students are still going to be living in the hill uh, come fall 2020. But, but so this is potentially a long-term agreement that they're entering into. Yeah, that's a good good point. Forgot to clarify that. So for sure, in fall 2020, mm-hmm. 320 spaces in 160 Ross will be designated for on-campus students. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Uh, come fall 2021, all of 160 Ross will be for wow. student housing. You know, they're not calling the university is not calling it on-campus student housing. They're calling it, it's it's affiliated housing is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, in 2021, fall 2021, that year, all of 160 Ross is going to be university affiliated housing. Wow. And so after that, you might ask, what's going to happen? So at that point, it's as of now, it's still a, a after 2021, it's going to be a, a year, a yearly checkup. Like, mm-hmm. do we still need to do this? Is what the university will ask. Is there any precedence for this? Do we know of any other mm-hmm. apartment complexes that have deals with the university like this? Yeah. Uh, one that comes to mind is the Beacon. That, that, that's kind of like affiliated university housing. Mm-hmm. And they, the Beacon houses a lot of international students, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not quite one six, not quite like one sixty Ross. Okay. Kind of lastly, though, on the topic yeah. of making sense, mm-hmm. uh, a large portion of the story that we wrote, mm-hmm. or that you wrote, and that we published, mm-hmm. uh, was interviews with students who are currently living at one sixty Ross. Yes. Who either re-signed their lease or uh, did not do so in time and did not get a room, or yeah. who voluntarily chose to leave. Yeah. Why is it important? Why was that such an important aspect of the story? Yeah, that's a huge part of the story. That's actually Evan Melins who worked with me with the story. Mm-hmm. did a great job. Uh, that's what he kind of focused on. That's what we did. It's important because, well, first and foremost, we were already hearing from people that they were kind of concerned about the deal. If not concerned, if that's too strong of a word, they were at the very least confused. Mm-hmm. And so I think that warrants us going to 160 Ross and asking the residents there how they feel. You know, it's cliche to say all this, but it's, there's more to one side to a mm-hmm. story. Of course, the university is not going to say this may pose a problem for some residents. Mm-hmm. Why would they? And of course, residents are going to say this is the most wonderful, magical arrangement. It's going to be all sunshine and rainbows because why would they, right? right? There's some gray area there. Well, yes, some students said, you know, they they had heard about the arrangement, but the deal in you know, had, didn't have too much thoughts about it. Others did have thoughts about it and others were concerned about it and confused about it. Some of those specific confusions, besides the freshman one, which is now dispelled. Right. Uh, some other ones were, uh, you know, of course, when you live in a dorm here, there are specific rules, there are specific policies that students have to adhere by. And some residents of 160 Ross are confused at how it's going to work when everything's, uh, you know, mashed up and, and mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, Another concern, another thing, one student specifically was uh, that his roommate didn't have a chance to re-sign his lease. Mm-hmm. That happened to a lot of people. He was the one we quoted, but several others said the same complaint. Mm-hmm. What happens is a lot of students wait till kind of late in the game to re-sign their lease mm-hmm. because apartments typically lower their prices the more and more uh, students wait. Right. And so a lot of residents of 160 Ross were doing that. Maybe it's not fair to say a lot. Some residents mm-hmm. were doing that. And uh, he just, this this guy said that there should have been some heads up Mm -hmm. um, because now he can't live with his roommate. That's not the most tragic concern, but it is a concern. Right. And I think it was, I think it was, it was fair to put it in a story. And then this story, which is a big story that has to do with the university and the community and students, um, we break it at the same week of SJ elections and a major sports announcement. Mm -hmm. You know, what was the... How did that change the reporting process? It changed it by not allowing Evan and I to sleep. <laughs> um, so yeah, we definitely knew that by Friday this was going to be talked about because it was going to be on the board of trustees. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on the agenda, and so 
we kind of wanted to get ahead of uh, of everyone else. And we also wanted to, I mean, we, we, we had this story two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I say had it. We had some sources on it, but we mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of answers from the university side, which is fine. I think they hadn't actually made an agreement yet, or no, maybe they didn't know specifics themselves yet. Right. But anyways, you know, once they did give us the specifics, which was on Tuesday, I believe, then Tuesday and Wednesday morning, we wrote everything we had. Well... Uh, thank you for talking with me about this. Yeah, thank you um, for asking good questions. I hope you get to go and get some sleep now. Yes. I think that's it. <laughs> See ya, Jack. See ya. My thanks to Eduardo Medina for being with us today. You can find his story in our print edition around Auburn and online at theplainsman.com. Suite 1111 is part of the Plainsman Podcast Network and a co-production with Weagle Radio. Special thanks to Weagle News Director Grayson Moyer for producing and editing this episode. If you like this show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it. And let us know how we're doing by giving us a quick review. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.